0: I'm a grinding. What's up, everybody? No My name is Sid, no and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to, dog bring, dog to dog bring y'all dog something dog new. Dog something we like to call no Beyond the Scoreboard. Man, y'all be sure not to review, rate, and something. subscribe. Let's get making to it. Hits. Hey, making these flips. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. What's going on, Reg?
1: Sid, how you doing today, man?
0: Pretty good, man. We got week one of the NFL in the books, man. Feels great to have football back. Uh, had some good football they got played. There was a couple that weren't that interesting. Um, but of course, we're going to start where we always start with our New Orleans Saints, who came in to this game with a lot of injuries, which caused a lot of question marks. We left out of this game with more injuries that caused more uh, question marks, but let's focus on the game uh, and the 38 3 victory that we had over
1: the Green Bay Packers. What were your thoughts from that? First of all, I like to open up by saying I'm never picking against the New Orleans Saints ever
0: again.
1: (laughs) Anything I take the over, I take the under, I'm never picking against them. It never worked out for me. So uh, I was very, very, uh, surprised. I honestly was one of the folks who thought that we were basically going to get our heads mashed in. Uh, I knew that, you know, we'll put yeah. together a decent offensive game, but I just thought defense was going to be far from what we, uh, saw this past Sunday. So, uh, congratulations to the Saints. Um, but they really, every, everywhere what we had question marks at concerning the D line, which looked great, uh, stopped playing the run and playing the pass, um, they really stepped up. And then, you know, we had Lattimore who was playing hurt. We wasn't quite sure who was going to see a lot of on the outside uh, in the D boy, not being a rookie, but he matched up well. Uh, Everyone did their job. Uh, It was a great, great game plan by the New Orleans Saints. Kept it simple. uh, Didn't overuse anyone offensively. Um, It was just a great strategy that they put together.
0: Like you said, we went in with question marks about the defense like I said you were always more concerned about the front seven than I was um we've had uh, a great defense when it comes to stopping the run for uh three four seasons now and that looks like it's going to be able to continue uh this season as well but once again my biggest question is in that secondary especially when you go in uh with Debo and True Trufant having to play a whole lot of snaps lot. Which you just got to new Orleans yep. and a being a rookie that has had flashes over training camp in the preseason, but didn't seem to really, uh, the Saints didn't really seem to be too confident to be one to put him in that position, uh, that early on. And both of them performed extremely well. A even getting his first interception, yep. um, that green Bay offensive line was a mess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you started uh, two rookies on that line and you had your uh, right guard playing left tackle. Um, so that of course had uh, something to do with uh, the outcome of the game, but this was just a, a dominant performance by new Orleans. Uh, the field, the field position, um, the field positioning that we had at the beginning of every drive was uh, what led to Jameis Winston having 148 passing yards for five touchdowns. Right. oh. Um, <laughs> Him, uh, we're able to run the football successfully. I love the first drive by Jameis Winston, uh, Mm -hmm. him showing that he's not afraid to scramble, that he'll rather, uh, pull the football down and, uh, either eat the ball or try to get something on his own rather than force a throw, which is the biggest, his biggest question mark that we have for him. How much can Sean Payton and the new Orleans Saints cut down his bad Mm decision-making? um, and through one week, it seems like they've done a great job at it. Um, yeah. Juwan Johnson. Oh, man. Who, who we heard a lot about training camp, great things about doing training camp, but still, you know, still iffy about how he's going to to be at tight end. But he went out there and had a remarkable game. Adam Trotman had a lot of drops. He was able to get good separation throughout the whole game, but he had a lot of drops. Outside of those two guys, though, the receiving core looked, <laughs> I mean, it's like what it's been looking like without Michael Thomas, uh, which is a problem because we're without Michael Thomas for a long time. I expected to see more of the Callaway, uh, Didn't really get that. Um, luckily, we didn't need it. I was, that's uh, what
1: I was leaning to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, we didn't need it. Between Kamara, uh, Tony Jones had a good showing. Um So, yeah, it it was a dominant performance all around. It started with that defense, that pass rush, uh, being able to hold up against the run, and then the secondary being able to force some turnovers. Um, And once again, again, part of that is Aaron Rodgers and that offensive line. Uh, Part of it is it looked like they might have just been overlooking the New Orleans Saints going into this matchup, too. But a win is
1: a win. We taking it. You know yep. I <laughs> and, and I would like to really uh, tip my head off to Chris Rashad because, you know, this was his first game playing against Aaron Rodgers, a uh, guy who he's somewhat familiar with. Uh, however, to get your guys lined up, you just spoke about, you know, we just got through fine. He played a lot. Uh, we didn't see yep. CJ Gordon to Johnson in the, in the uh, likelihood that we would like to see him just smash down in a slot. They actually let him roam just a little bit that game. So he switched mm-hmm. some things mm-hmm. up, but, um, I was really thinking that the secondary wouldn't come close to looking that good. And I was like, it wouldn't be his fault necessarily. It's just the lack of players in the secondary that's available. Uh, But Hey, shout out to him. Great way to get your first win and do it in a dramatic uh, formation. So he, he looked like he had his guys.
0: Also to Marshawn Lattimore's credit, he went out there, uh, ended up having his, um, his his playing being a game-time decision over you know the weekend and then coming out there and being able to play uh, even after getting hurt and coming back out with a cast and being able to perform very well. Yeah, and then, of course, well. getting his contract after the game that was well-deserved and keeps him yep. in New Orleans for another five years. Yep. Um, so now to talk about the losses of that game. <laughs> um, Big we loss. Can start, we can start with Marcus Davenport. Who uh, who was showing? He he was showing everything that we had heard about during training yep. camp. He was showing it early in his game, um, and then he 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 goes down and gets injured, um, which looks to be a week-to-week thing, probably three weeks or so. Um, we just talked about Lattimore uh, and him getting hurt. He's another one that's going to be week-to-week, and we're going to have to see. How long, you know, that goes. But luckily we have reinforcements coming uh, in that secondary. You know, you get Bradley Roby this week. So to um, be him, true find, uh, Adebo. Um, Ken Crawley, I think, is on IR, so he has to sit mm-hmm. on at least three weeks. So um, And Eric McCoy, probably the biggest yeah. one, Eric McCoy. Uh, went out early. Um Guy came in to replace him. I can't lie to you. I'm not familiar with him at all. Uh, I wasn't familiar with him going into that game. So when I saw him, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, But he was part of the undrafted class of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was able to stick around. And they really like him. And he came in and performed very well. Yep. Um, He probably won't see those snaps again. <laughs> uh, he might just come in week. But we signed um, Austin Reader. Better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Who to me is it, it, shocking that he was still a free agent uh, in general. Um, yeah. He is a real good center and exactly what we need if we're going to be without McCoy for a long period of time. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's a great pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that's it for who got injured that game. Those three guys. Um, yeah. And then you look at uh, they picked up Kenny Stills, uh early in this week. So Kenny Steels will be back on the active roster sooner than later, which is going to be, from what we saw Sunday, some much-needed receiver help right. um, if we're forced to actually do anything but run the football. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to need – I still have faith in Callaway. Uh, Traquan Smith, I don't know when he's going to be back. Uh, like, they're been pretty vague with his injury. They thought that he'd be back, what, second week of preseason? They were saying, Traquan Smith. I, I, matter of fact, I think he came back for a minute, um, but then went right back out uh, injured. So we're waiting on him. There's no telling when he's going to be back. So Kenny Steele is definitely a much-needed uh, addition But when him, Callaway, Deontay Harris, if Adam Trotman can hold on to footballs, and then, of course, you got Kamara out the backfield, I think we'll be okay,
1: especially uh, for these next few weeks. And especially with the way that the defense is playing. Like you said, that was the only uh, sore thumb was watching Trotman drop balls, wide open balls at that. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, we had a strong performance. So with the lack of receivers, I think as long as the defense hold up, we'll be all right. Uh, Kawhi Alexander also uh, went out that game hurt, but uh, I think they said it was something small. Uh, he's likely to okay. week too as well. Yeah, yeah. And I and honestly, I was shocked to see as much as
0: him early as I did. Uh, yeah. Honestly, so yeah. but that's a good sign. Like we're yeah. talking about somebody who nine months ago was uh was looking like he'd be missing another year of football. So mm-hmm. that's a quick turnaround and a good turnaround for him.
1: Yep. And they announced that Lattimore will play week two. So, yeah,
0: um, now to look around the rest of the league. Um, Like I said, there was a lot of there was a lot of highly contested games. There were some that weren't that interesting. Uh, Going into the weekend, what game were you looking at um, that you had the most interest in outside of New Orleans and
1: and Carolina? Uh, Tennessee and Arizona. That was the everything. game. I, I, I was stuck serving our country this weekend, but that was, <laughs> that was the game I, de- I de- desperately wanted to watch. I uh, went back and I caught it, um, you know, with no with no uh, commercials. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fast track game. You see every single play, but it's just fast track. Right. So there's no a whole bunch of replays and all that good stuff. But uh, so I couldn't see it live and get the full effect of it. But man, <laughs> Arizona defense set the tone early. Uh, they couldn't do absolutely nothing with Kyler Murray. Every time we talk about Kyler Murray, I, I speak of him as if he has already arrived. And most people yeah. you don't still have him in that box like he's still tier two to tier three. Yeah, I just always see saw him making that jump that Josh Allen made last year. I, yeah. I thought he was going to make that jump last year. And I definitely think he's going to make that jump this year. I get it. It's just one week of football. You know, don't jump too high, but he's just my guy. We all got that guy who we have high hopes for. And Colin Murray is that guy for me. Um, Tennessee looked like they never got off the bus, bro. Like everything is slow. Everything looked as stiff. Uh, Derrick Henry, they tried to set the tone, but Arizona was like, nah, we're forcing you to throw the ball. Like we know you got Julio. What I always wondered was I always thought that they would put – uh, either Brown in the slot, especially A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's more set for the slot. You know, Julio yeah. is 6'4", six 6'3", six need to be on the outside. But um, A.J. Brown is perfect for the slot, and I felt like they were going to be able to use him a lot in that game, but they just didn't. They never slotted him. He always stayed just as wide as Julio. Uh, they really didn't give him nothing exotic. I, I really think that they felt like they were going to be able to run the ball down Arizona throat. And that just didn't happen. Arizona kept scoring touchdown after touchdown. Um, Lord, they couldn't buy no time. Chandler Jones was on one. Like, you don't want to pay me? Okay, let me show the rest of the NFL what I can do. <laughs> you know, and and he showed up. Um, the rest of the defense looked good too. But I mean, it's hard to give to give out trophies when you got a guy that had five sacks in three quarters. Yeah, you know exactly. so. I mean, if he's going to play like that, if you get anything from J.J. Watt, that's what they were banking on. That's what the Cardinals went yeah. banking on on defense. Yeah. So, I mean, it paid off week one, hats off, but that's the game that I wanted to watch. I thought it was going to be uh, very entertaining. I thought we were going to get that Tampa Bay versus uh, the Cowboys uh, excitement and action uh, from Arizona, Tennessee, but we didn't. But that's the game I wanted to watch this weekend. And we talked
0: about it right after the game was over how um – we both had it slipped our minds how Tennessee had restructured their secondary to where mm-hmm. the only person <laughs> the only corner they have that we knew of was you know Jenkins we looked at the other ones and was like cool yeah. <laughs> and, Came um,
1: and that's that, that, we, the rookie he
0: and, and I think you said they have him fourth on the depth chart uh yeah, yeah so um that's something that had totally slipped my mind but I think and of course Arizona getting up big early, of course, it's going to force, look, Derrick Henry is no longer relevant right. at this point, you know, and I think the rest of it, offensively, for Tennessee, is just chemistry, with Ryan Tannehill, Julio Jones, um, and then, like you say, Chandler Jones just wrecked Taylor LeJuan, oh which God. is something that nobody saw coming, like, oh, <laughs> Taylor my. LeJuan is one, of, is one of the best in the league, and just yep. got wrecked, yeah. Um, and that was, and like you say, Colin Murray is somebody that you've been uh, high on. And I've been one of those guys that keep, I'm keeping them in that box. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. I haven't seen enough yet. But that was definitely a great start uh, to this season. Um, My game, of course, was Chiefs-Browns, which went a lot how I expected it to. Uh, Isn't that
1: sad, though? Isn't that sad? It went
0: exactly how we thought it would go. I mean, I thought – I had the Browns winning the game, of course. Mm-hmm. And – I thought you had them taking
1: was, the spread but not winning. You picked them to no, win? I,
0: yeah, I picked them to win. I picked okay. them to win, right. yeah. And I and I thought – and they could have – they played the perfect game up until the fourth quarter. Up, like up the, until the punter, the punter fumbled the football. Well, yeah. Like, up until that point, it was a perfect game for them. Yeah. Um and it was, a, it was a great game to watch, man. You can't – I don't care who you are. Patrick Mahomes coming. Like, I don't care how much you up by. I don't Like, I don't care about none of that. Like, with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, they coming for you. I don't care how much you up by. So, any mistake is going to kill you. And that's yeah. exactly what happened to Cleveland. But the game was, was really exciting. Like I say, to me, it said – to me, even in a loss, that proved to me what I believe about Cleveland and that Browns team. Um, they lost Ronnie Harrison early because of foolishness that occurred on the sideline between him and a, an assistant coach, mm-hmm. um, which was stupid that he got tossed for that. But whatever, um, and so that hurt him, you know, down the stretch as well. But that was a, that was a game that I expect to see again come January. Yeah. Uh that that was great football.
1: Yeah, and I the game went exactly how I thought it would, would go. I figured Cleveland would score somewhere in the high 20s to low 30s, and I had KC scoring 40 come hell of hot water. But the only reason why I didn't pick Cleveland was because of Baker Mayfield. I kind of I kind of think of him in a a lot of different likes, how how I think of Lamar. Uh, if you don't pick that team to win, especially against Kansas City, it normally comes down to because you don't believe in their quarterback. Uh, Baker played a decent game. It's just that to beat Pat Mahomes, I feel like your quarterback have to play excellent. He doesn't have to necessarily outdo Pat Mahomes on the stats, but he he definitely have to be uh, someone that the defense is accounting for. Uh, and And I just felt like Cleveland would run the ball great. They would do this. The defense would show max effort. But at the end of the day, it's Pat Mahomes on the other side of the of the field, you know, on the other side of the ball. Um, but Cleveland definitely had multiple chances to win this game. I actually found myself rooting for Cleveland. I'm not going to lie. Like I, yeah, I found that's... myself rooting, wanting them to win that game. But um, about late third, they start coming apart. And like you said, anytime KC is down 13, 14 points, even if it's third quarter, that means nothing.
0: And like I say, Baker Baker played a, a really good game. Like I say, the fumble by the punter is what killed him. Like that that happened, and then Baker threw the interception, which was a, a ball that he was just trying to throw away and got hit. Um, so yeah, like I say, I this game.
1: Trying, I thought he was trying
0: to actually throw the ball on that play. Yeah, he was trying to throw it away. He was trying to throw it, but he was
1: trying to he was trying to get it out of bounds. Is
0: what he was trying to do, um, and just got hit.
1: Because he yeah. had someone he had someone in the area that the ball was.
0: Mm-hmm. was yeah, okay. but yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was that game. Um some of the other games that went on, uh, of course, Thursday Night Football, which was a great opener to the season, Dallas Football. and Tampa Bay. Uh, Dak looked great. <laughs> I must say. Uh they should have won that game. Kicking kicking problems did them in. Jeez, it's surprise. been doing them in for a while. <laughs> That's
1: crazy, man.
0: Kicking problems did them in. Um, and then Ravens-Raiders to end week one was another
1: <sighs>
0: crazy game. I wanna, yeah. I was going to say, I don't want to call it good because it wasn't really a good game. But crazy, yeah. crazy is, yeah. the way, is the way to describe it. It was a crazy game. Neither neither team seemed to want to win too much uh, when it came to the fourth quarter and overtime. Right. But the Raiders went out. Um, and it left... Same questions that we already had about Baltimore even before the running back injuries, which was mostly about Lamar Jackson as the passer, not as the athlete, the best athlete on the field. Right. Uh, so we'll definitely see how that plays uh, going forward. Uh, when it comes to our picks against the spread last week, I ended up going three and one and you ended up going one and three. Really? Yeah. Um, Yeah, because we both had – we both had uh, Dallas. We both had Dallas covering. Um, You took the Packers. I took the Saints. Right. You took the Chiefs. I took the Browns. Uh, And then we both took the 49ers, and we know how that went.
1: (laughs) But, see, that's crazy because on my card –
0: so hey, you two and two, you two and two, because the yeah. forty nine feel covered. I
1: think right? what it I, I think what it was was the the point spread because on my ticket I only missed it by one game and that's the Saints game on my ticket that I did turned. you Take to. the Chiefs on the card? No, you didn't take the that's Browns right. either
0: though. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't Can have you? that game on yeah. my card. Okay, and that's what it was. We did Chiefs Browns. Chief Browns. I picked Chiefs Browns. Yeah. Think. But the 49 Nineers did cover, didn't they? They still covered.
1: Yeah, they did. They won by eight. They was yeah, playing.
0: they still covered. Yep. So two and two, and I'm actually four and up. Oh. Nice. No. No. I'm looking at that wrong. I think we both took Detroit to cover. No.
1: No, no, too.
0: no, no. We both took 49 Nineers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you two and two, I went four and up. Oh. Gotcha. All right. Anyway. Got to play some catch. We- <laughs> While we uh, BSing on that So looking forward to week two uh, Looking forward to week two Once again, we're going to start where we always start We're going to start with our New Orleans Saints Who are heading into Carolina Who, I mean they after, won. Seeing
1: that, so, after seeing <laughs> that, that Digital Panther jump around I'm kind of scared, man I ain't going to lie now
0: It's everywhere <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean they won. I mean, somebody had to win the game. I mean, I guess technically that didn't have to be the case, but that was one of the games that Red Zone kept. It seemed like they were always on Red Zone. It seemed like somebody was always in the Red Zone, but nobody was scoring. Yeah. So are. I felt like I spent my whole 12 o'clock hour watching the Jets and the Panthers, but nobody scoring. Um. But once again, we're going into this game with, more injuries than we had even last week going into week one. Um, how do you see that game playing out for
1: us? Uh, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I want Christian McCaffrey to have 25 carries and maybe 10 receptions in this game. That That's just off, off jump street. Um If they can find a way to get Christian McCaffrey going, if Christian McCaffrey can, you know, average four yards a carry, uh, they can, that's a lot of milk in the clock. Uh and then they still have two decent receivers on the outside with uh Anderson and and more. So things could get interesting, especially with the with, with our injuries or whatnot. Um, however, I just find it hard to bet against the Saints minus three against Carolina. I know we have injuries and those injuries matter, but um I I, I think we can pull it out, especially coming off a, a strong effort like we did in week one. Um I definitely like our chances uh, against Carolina minus three. I will take the Saints.
0: Yeah, so I'm right there with you. Even with our injuries, um, once again, watching that Carolina team, they're just not a good team um, outside of Christian McCaffrey. Um, once again, it's week one. Also, though, it's still week one. I could definitely. You didn't see too much from Sam Darnold uh, last he, week. He didn't. He didn't give the game away. All right. Um, but there was nothing that was special about his performance it was really just a lot of let's get the bar to Christian McCaffrey what you expect mm-hmm. but when you have more and you know i know how big you are on Anderson when you have those guys on the outside you want to try to you want to try to get them involved and it, it just seemed like he struggled to do so against the Jets defense that i don't think anybody is going to be out here telling you is a top 10 defense in this league so mm-hmm. um it's going to be interesting. Like, I don't think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. I do think that they they try to attack uh, a Debo or a uh, True um, I think they try to attack those guys and see what they can get um, from Moore and Anderson. I think they try to open up a little more with Sam Darnold uh, this game because running the football won't be an option. Um, so it's going to be a lot of if we want to win this game, we're going to have to pass the football. Um, I think I think the same for Sean Payton, though. I think Sean Payton opens up this offense a little bit more against this Carolina defense. Um and we're gonna see more of Callaway. We're gonna see more of Harris getting down the field and and trying to take the top off the defense. Um and but once again, New Orleans is just the better team, even with being displaced and practicing a different and the injury, like even d- despite all of that, we're still the better team. Man, mm-hmm. if you're telling me that it's just going to be a touchdown victory, I can see that, but right. I don't see it being a, a late field goal victory or Carolina being able to, to beat us in that situation.
1: And I'm, I'm very, uh, very interested in seeing CJ Gardner Johnson. I hope he get the chance to, um, be uh, the person that deals with Christian McCaffrey and man coverage. Um, you yeah. know, because we're going to load the box like we always do when we play against Carolina. And normally, our strong safety uh, gets that assignment. Uh, Von Bell had it for years when he was in New Orleans, uh, but yeah. now it's going. I, I hope it's C.J. Going to Johnson. Uh, I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody else who you will want. Uh, reliable for Christian McCaffrey of you the New Orleans Saints. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. And I know I really see us winning by 10 to be honest. Yeah. if we win by seven, I can see it whatever. But uh yeah. I definitely think somebody scores 30 this game.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um so the game you picked uh, this week is Patriots Jets.
1: Before we okay. move on, I got I, I got one more thing to ask. Well one thing to ask. To me it was it, it was kind of weird to see Taysom Hill basically on the sideline. I think he threw one ball. Um yeah. did, did he throw one pass or something like that? I think like, I think he threw
0: one or did he have a run? A run or um, something like that. I'm a champ. They, He had playing, one pass. Right. He had one pass and two two run attempts. Yep.
1: Yeah. So so I mean he was basically sidelined. Do you think yep. do you think he gets more involved week two? No.
0: I t- I told you going. I told you in the preseason. If he's going to be our best option at backup quarterback, he has to play the role of backup quarterback and sit on the sideline and hold the clipboard. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way you can go out there and, and risk him. For for one, okay, I'm gonna say risk him because that's how they got to look at it. I'm gonna look at it how I look at it and say throw my starting quarterback off track. Because I said it as soon as they put him in the first time he got into the game last week, I said, "Here we go again." Drew Brees is at home minding his business, and we still got Taysom Hill coming in and taking starting snap. I mean, taking snaps from my starting quarterback. I can't stand it. Um, but yeah, if he's going to be your best option at backup quarterback, he has to play that role. I can't have him out here being Joe Webb.
1: And if the I'm on the I'm on the other side of the of the table. I really think if it's a somewhat close game and we're going back and forth, whatever. It's a normal game. Um, I think we see a little bit more Taysom Hill for some reason. Now, if it's a blowout like it was week one, no. But for yeah. some reason, I think that Sean Payton, you spoke about opening up the playbook. I think opening up the playbook may have something to do with Taysom Hill.
0: If you if you're telling like once again, do I think we see him on this week? No. If you're telling me later in the season we get into positions where it's just smart to get him out there to be gadget guy again, I'm all, all for it. But only when necessary. Um, and even, like I say, if you're telling me that for some reason we get in Carolina and it's 17-17 with three minutes to go on the fourth and we got a fourth and one and we got to go pick up that one and they put it. T- cool. Like all that's right. what – do it that's what you need to be doing All all right um i also did want to say that too like um after our bye week our team is going to look completely different than what it does now and i'm actually excited to see for one how we're able to hold up until that point um but for two how we look after that when you talk about Um, Eric McCoy going going to be back Washington Lattimore getting healthy you're getting Anya Mada back you're getting Michael Thomas like all these guys that are going to be coming back after the bye week and how different and stronger it makes the team definitely Um, so yeah let's move on to the game you picked for this week which is the Patriots against the Jets and the Patriots being uh, minus
1: five and a half
0: Mm -hmm. Um, which way you going on that one
1: I like the Patriots in this game. Um, we saw a lot. They got a lot of their guys back. Defense looked strong. Um, they played better than what I expected week one. Um, that was a game I felt like they should have won several times. They should
0: have won. Um, uh, I'm sorry? That Damien Harris fumble killed, yeah, they killed them, them. They at killed the end. Yeah, yeah, they, they should have won.
1: But um, I definitely think – I like their chances against a young club like New York. Um, the – the lack of defense that New York has, uh, no one, nobody going to be impressed with New England's offense. They're not, you know, catching yeah. up with this and that, but they do have a pro style offense. Mac Jones looked very poised as the game went on. They were, they had success running the ball, uh, and just knowing what the defense is going to give you is Bill Belichick. It's a rookie quarterback um, uh, and Zach Wilson. So um, uh, five seems like a lot for a team that doesn't score a lot. But I think the yeah. defense gets it done here. I think the defense. And, and once again, we
0: didn't see anything from the Jets to make us think that. Like, like once again, I looked at that game, Jets and Panthers, and thought we're looking at two of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, uh, oh, so, so once again, the Jets nor the Panthers showed me anything Sunday to make me think that they could compete with the – the t- not the top teams in the but even the average teams in the league. So yeah. the Panthers, I'm looking at being a above average team. Like I can see them being a playoff team at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, we're talking about uh, a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Who hey, that that's what a Patriot quarterback. That's what they want a Patriot quarterback to look like. Um, and once again, it's just another week of him getting comfortable of him building chemistry with guys like Jacoby Myers, John Smith, Hunter Henry. Yep. Like they have a more talented team, um, than they have. And the Jets don't have anything. Mm. Like it killed me. It killed me to see, uh, what's his name? Beckton, Their left tackle go down. Yep. <laughs> uh, like, Man, I was like, dang, hey, that's the best player on their team. And they done lost them, you know, a quarter into the season. Like, <laughs> So, I mean, I'm quite sure Zach Wilson, he, he he definitely looked good in the second half of Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, he definitely, like, he got over his nerves or whatever else. He got comfortable. He's going to look better, but I don't, not against the Patriots defense. That's no. Right. So, so I, agree. I, I got, yeah, we agree on that one, too. Um, the one I'm picking for this week is the Raiders and the Steelers. Okay. Um,
1: What's the for? You?
0: For some reason, the Steelers are minus six and a half. Uh, I don't right. understand why. For a multitude of reasons, one because the Steelers haven't proved that they can score the football. Uh, that's that's the like they beat Buffalo on Sunday and Buffalo looked terrible. But they beat Buffalo because of a special teams play. Because they they scored on on that on that pump block. Basically, is why Pittsburgh
1: was able to win. Uh, uh, on oh, Sunday. Wait. No, but that's a, I want more than that because I took that game. I took that game. We only did four.
0: We only did four last week. That would the one to. the other game on my call is that I took Pittsburgh. Yeah, but yeah. So that's basically like that defense played great. great yeah like <laughs> but once again that's that's one of the things we go into every sunday expecting pittsburgh defense is going to play good like we raven's defense they're going to be up there you know like we expected every season so that didn't shock me what shocked me was that offense still looks i don't even know what to call it you know um but but once again they didn't prove the ability to be able to actually go out there and score with any like i trust I trust Oakland, Las Vegas's offense to be able to score more than Pittsburgh on any given day and it would be more than a touchdown. So for Pittsburgh to be favored by almost a touchdown, even at home, like that's, that's crazy to me.
1: So I'm going to be completely honest with you. To me, I look at Pittsburgh's offense and Oakland offense, and to me, they're almost the same. Uh, yeah. True, Pittsburgh have a way better uh, receiving core if you want to mm-hmm. look at it that way. If but Waller, way. his presence makes up for that at the tight end position. Yeah. Neither team can run the ball. Neither team could run the ball week one. So Josh Jacobs had it going, and then uh, Keion Drake, someone who you're bigger on than what I am, mm-hmm. but I must say he was very serviceable. They they played about equal. They had almost equal snaps, and when yeah. one was in, Drake to me looked a little bit more fresher, and I know. Um, I know, um, Josh is dealing with an injury, but Drake looked a little bit more fresher. But what surprised me was that Najee Harris didn't get off at all for Pittsburgh. I didn't see it coming. If Pittsburgh can't run the ball, right? If they can't run the ball against Oakland, I can't see them covering. I can't. Because Vegas's offense was not on point against Baltimore and Baltimore has a pretty good defense. But we mm-hmm. saw the holes in Baltimore's defense. It's just Carr missed throws. Yeah. He's not the best quarterback, right? But he's that guy who you don't expect to miss those wide open throws. 100%. So just given that he's better, right? He's better throwing the ball. Um, and they can somewhat run the ball against Pittsburgh just decently, three, four, yeah. yards or whatever. I can't see Pittsburgh covering that six points. I I, I can't see it. So if I had to – If I had to take if I had to take and pick sides, I would take Vegas to cover, given the fact that I don't until Pittsburgh can run the ball because I came into the season saying, oh, yeah, they're going to be able to run the ball. But until they're able to run the ball, I can't give them six to seven points better than another decent team in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and then it's not just even that. Like they went into halftime with twenty. I want to say they had like twenty-four total yards of offense
1: yeah. going into
0: halftime. Like, I, so that's not even just a can't run the football problem. Like that's a you have a passing problem as well. Well, when like, teams
1: know you can't run. They're just gonna load the box and take away everything underneath and try to somewhat force you to you know throw it over their heads. And, Pittsburgh,
0: and that's the thing, and Pittsburgh's not going to do that. That's Yeah,
1: they have no burner on their team to, to get on top. And, exactly. Uh, and Vegas actually have one of the faster secondaries in the league. Uh, their safeties, I mean, they cover a lot of ground. If you're yeah, looking yeah. at yeah. I don't know if they got another tandem in the league that's faster than what they are at safety, at the safety position.
0: So uh I do want to pick one more game because I just want to keep it even. I want to keep an even number every week. Okay. So uh let's let's pick a fourth game. But um um I did want to say like just looking at the spreads when I was looking at the card, there's like three or four double digit spreads this week. Mm-hmm. um, which is interesting to me and it's always tricky too, because it's only week two. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got Green Bay, I think it's favored by eleven and a half. I think it was twelve or fourteen or something. Who they got? The is it the
1: Lions? Yeah,
0: they got the Lions on Monday night. So DraftKings right now got them at eleven and a half. I'm not sure where they open. Um, The Buccaneers are twelve and a half favorites against the Falcons, and then you have the Browns as twelve and a half favorites against the Texans.
1: So you you know I like that. You know I like that hood card. I don't like them, <laughs> them, them, them casino numbers. I like dealing with them hood. So uh, on mine, I got Tampa. Tonight. Tampa is minus thirteen. I got Cleveland. thirteen as Cleveland. well. Cleveland is minus fourteen. Okay, I got thirteen
0: on my card, and then and eleven said, for the uh, eleven for Green Bay still.
1: The Packers. Who the Packers got? They got the Lions, right? Detroit, yeah, on Monday night. What you have on your card? 11. Yeah, see, there are 12 on here. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, for those, for there to be
0: those three games that, that look that way, that's, you know, double digits like that. Like I said, it's always tricky in week two. Mm-hmm. Um, And then well, a game we didn't talk about, it. you might want to pick this one uh, as our fourth game the Chiefs and the Ravens, uh, which is Sunday Night Football, which is a, uh, Chiefs favorite, three and a half. Three and a half? That's it? Three and a half. Yep. Mm. I think we're going to agree on that one. (laughs) Just three and a half? Just, exactly. Exactly. Just Mm -hmm. three and a half. And I'm guessing it's because the Ravens are at home. I guess Mm -hmm. because the Ravens are at home, they're giving them uh, a little more respect. But yeah, three and a
1: half. I would have to take KC in this game. Me too. Um, I think seven would have made it interesting, but three and a half, yeah, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going KC, and I don't even think I have to explain why. But exactly, uh, yeah. I mean, just if you want to get into it, Baltimore has the better defense, but you're not going to be KC scoring 20 and 23 points. So even if it's a blowout and I mean, they're down three more than likely they're going for a touchdown. They're trying to score and win the game. So uh, I just don't think at the end of the day, Baltimore can, can uh, put up points. They can match KC point for point. Uh, this is an offensive lead these days, quarterback driven lead and Kansas city has the best offense, the best quarterback. So uh, yeah, I'm taking KC cover those three. And,
0: um, once again, man, when you look at Monday night, when you look at Monday night's game against Vegas, we don't see Vegas's offense as being no juggernaut. And they went out
1: and put up what 33, 30, so, oh, 33 on them or something so like that. More. It could have been so much more than that. It could have been so much more. And, and, uh,
0: and to me as being somebody who's not real big on, the Chiefs' defense in general, I think that they're better than that Vegas defense that Baltimore saw on uh, on Monday night. And then Baltimore, once again, if Lamar Jackson is not going to be a threat passing the football, ain't no way they're going to be able to keep up with this team. Uh, matter of fact, what's the over-under in this game? 54-and-a-half. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no way I can see uh, – them being able to win that game, basically. Um just for fun, I just wanted to run through these double digit ones real quick just to see what you thought. Uh the Lions Packers once again 11 and a half.
1: Did did Evan Rodgers officially say calm down yet or or whatever it was he said it, last season? <laughs> relax. Relax. Um
0: now nah, he 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 ain't tell him to relax yet. He okay. he told him uh, he he went out there and he he did the rounds and he said he said the, the beat down by the Saints were good for them. They needed to get that out the way. So he ain't tell them to relax yet, though.
1: All right. Um, hmm. 13 is a lot of points to cover. I'm going to say. I'm going to say they cover. I'm going to yeah. give them the 13. And
0: I'm going to go Detroit just because I feel like even if it's a game that gets out of hand, we saw how they went last week. Jared Goff just going to sit back there and he's going to, you know, he's going to be able to throw the football for a whole half. And and they're going to end up putting up some type of points uh, and making it seem closer to what it really is or really was. Uh, I think that they're capable of at least doing that. Um especially against the team, once again, that offensive line is still not it ain't changed none from last week to, to this week. So Detroit should have some type of success up front against them. Um Falcons Falcons Bucks, twelve and a half.
1: Bad as I wanna take Tampa to cover because I feel like there's just that much better than Atlanta. I kind of feel, I'm kind of taking your approach on how you look at the Lions. The only difference is the Lions have no corner. They have no backer. They have no one on their D-line to get home. So the thing that, that the Saints gave the Packers issues with, we were able to get pressure, and then we had a very good corner that can somewhat contain Devontae Adams, knowing he had help over top. Um, I don't see the Lions being able to to take that. Uh, the Lions won't be able to take that approach.
0: The Lions have players that should be able to get to like that. That's the thing. Like they paid all their money to Trey Flowers to that be an he pass Russia, It hasn't worked out yet. But they have Akaro, who is he's definitely probably the best player on their defense. And then they have um, Javon Har- Hargrave. I want to say in the middle at D tackle which is another uh, D-tackle who can actually get after the quarterback, a pass-rushing D-tackle. So they have players across their defensive line. I, defensive line is definitely the strength of their defense. Uh, like you say, they don't have any corners, especially after uh, after losing um, – what's his name? Yep. Jeff Okuda got Akuda. in so, yeah. yeah, even though he hasn't shown much anyway up to this point. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I do think that that Detroit defensive line will have some success against Green Bay. But uh, go ahead.
1: But uh, with Tampa, um, I'm going to take Atlanta to cover. Um, Matt Ryan is not going to put the ball in harm's way a bunch. Um, And I just feel like even if Tampa get off and they go up and put up a whole bunch of points, I think at the end of the day they're going to be able to allow Matt Ryan to throw the ball late in the game nickel and down, get some some cheap points or whatever that can uh, Mm -hmm. make the game look look worse than what it was. Um, So I'll I'll take Atlanta to cover in this one. I'm going to
0: take Atlanta too. But 100% the reason I'm taking them is because of the Buccaneers. I think that they're going to try to commit to and demonstrate that they can dominate running the football. I think that this is going to be a lot of Ronald Jones, a lot of Leonard Fournette, I think they want to, after last week, it kind of seems like they want to prove that they're still big on Ronald Jones and they want to get Ronald Jones' his opportunities and stuff like that. And I think they're going to be successful too, but the time of possession is going to be drastically in their favor and it's not going to cause them to be able to put up a lot of points to where they just run away from Atlanta. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take them for that reason. Uh, and then the last one is the Texans and the Browns. They got the Browns favored by 12 and a half as well, or 13 as well. 13. And I'll go ahead and let you know where I'm going. I'm going with the Browns. Like go once on. again, last, last week just proved to me what I already felt about the Browns, even in a loss. Um, I, I took Houston last week, uh, to be Jacksonville. Um, but Houston, Still 100 percent has their holes. And uh, I'd be shocked if Tyrod Taylor and Mark Ingram go out there and have that type of success against that Cleveland Browns defense, who I think will finish the top five defense this year. Um, As long as that offense uh, doesn't turn the football over, I think they're going to they're going to stroll to victory there
1: so i'm I'm taking Cleveland to cover, but for a little bit different reason than what you do, Cleveland have athletes. I like defenses that have athletes like Baltimore, the Ravens. they have athletes on on the defensive side of the ball. um New Orleans, we have athletes on on the defensive side of the ball. And I look at Cleveland as the same way. Um if you don't have someone who can contain Miles Garrett, I have no. And you're not the Kansas City Chiefs, right? You you don't have Pat Mahomes. You don't have guys like Tyreek Hill that can blow a coverage, things of that nature. It's going to be hard to put up points against Cleveland. Uh, Randy Cooks had a very good week one uh, as well Mm -hmm. for Houston. Uh, Knowing that he would get the attention of Denzel Ward, I I don't see him getting those same opportunities. Uh, Tyrod Taylor had time. He was able to wiggle around and buy time in the pocket just don't see that with Cleveland and then we know what Cleveland going to give you on the offensive side of the ball and they're going to try to run it down your throat Cle- uh Houston is more of a, a zone team and you you, you normally got the uh, man up and have some guys uh with with some uh gap assignments to stop the run especially when it's Cleveland's run game uh so basically Houston have to play a style to me that they're not comfortable playing they don't have mm-hmm. the athletes that Cleveland have. uh I can I hope this is the game that uh Baker Mayfield gets it going and get a couple touchdowns early because if so then Cleveland gonna be able to rely on a run even more. But uh I, I'm taking Cleveland. I think they can hold him off.
0: And I really like um Baker's uh willingness to spread the football around. Like last week it was really him getting mm-hmm. Austin Hooper, David and Joku and getting Odell's those guys. Not- Odell, yeah, Odell was yeah. out last week. He's not gonna play this week either. Um, but getting those guys involved, but still, you know, looking at Jarvis Landry and Kareem Hunt out the backfield and stuff like that. Um, I think this is going to be the season that I've been looking for, honestly, out of Njoku. Um, uh, so that's that's promising. But like you said, man, that, that zone defense, I think uh, – I think Baker's going to be able to have his way with it if they, you know, if that's the route they want to go. But if they just decide to run it, you know, 50 times between their two Mm -hmm. running backs, they go succeed like that as well. Right. Um, So, yeah, so that's how I see that one playing out, too. Gotcha. Um, It seemed like outside of New Orleans, man, the injuries weren't really uh, didn't really hit the league as a whole too bad. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about Jeff Okuda being lost for the season. Ryan Fitzpatrick—he's out for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm actually excited to see Heineke uh, back know, at quarterback man. for Washington. I know, uh, and yeah. and I think he has. Uh, um, I think this is a, a good starting point for him going up against the Giants' defense. Like, I think this is where you wanted to have to drop him into if he had yes. to take over. Um, so I'm ready. I'm excited to see that tonight. Um, Somebody else just got lost for Jeremy McCoy, he's he's done for the year. Oh um, man, I didn't see that one. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, he's done. He broke I his foot. Broke I, don't, I don't Yeah. He he broke his foot. So there was some, but it wasn't and we're gonna see some more. What was Jeremy
1: McCoy's injury?
0: I can't remember. I can't remember what it was, but it, it's something that, that's putting him out for the year. God. Um and there was one other that, there it was a running back, Mostert. Most of it, he's done yeah. for the year as well. Yeah. yeah. So that opens it up. Elijah Mitchell is somebody I had never heard of. But once again, in that San Francisco he, offense, anybody on, can get back there. Man. He's on
1: everybody's <laughs> fantasy team uh, as of now.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, of course, Trey Sermon is going to come along eventually.
1: Yeah, um.
0: Here. But hopefully – the injuries can stay to a minimum for a while so we can actually sit back and be able to enjoy football going forward. All right. I got one so, more
1: thing before we kill it. We had about that 55-minute mark. Try to keep okay. it under an hour. What you got biggest disappointment week one? What team, like, you were looking Tennessee. at come Tennessee. Easily. Tennessee. Tennessee.
0: Like, even – and it's not even that I expected them to go into Arizona and dominate or anything like that. But once again, we're talking about an offense that we know have, has been Derrick Henry heavy ever since mm-hmm. he's gotten there. But with Ryan Tannehill coming over and then them having A.J. Brown and uh, what's the other receiver they had last
1: year? Um, they don't have him at Corey Davis. He's gone.
0: Yeah, Corey Davis. But what he was able to do with A.J. AJ Brown and Corey Davis mm-hmm. last year, you, you were just thinking, oh, well, that's going to that's going mean, to be even more over yeah. the top of Julio Jones and another year under A.J. Brown's uh, belt. And it was a dud. It was a complete dud. Um, and, I, and once again, I don't think that's the team that they are. I think they shake back this week uh, mm-hmm. and perform better. But that was that was the biggest disappointment. What about my, you?
1: My Mine came with the Giants. Uh, speaking of the Giants, I really thought that their defense was going to take a step up this year. Um, yeah. With the names that they have, they have a great interior defense. Um, they kind of signed some guys in the secondary to patch some holes. Uh, I really thought that their defense would take, would take a step up. They play good in spurts, but I just think it was the offense could never get nothing going. But I would look yeah. at like week one, you have the Broncos true enough. The Broncos are loaded for his names on the back of the offense. zone, mm-hmm. open, but Teddy Bridgewater is not one that's trying to throw the ball over your head. And we yeah. don't have a great old line. So I was like, worst-case scenario, they could bend but don't break. This would be a low-slowing game, but the the Giants' defense should be able to win this game. But uh, they got blew out the water. Shout-out to Teddy. He looked great. Uh, you know, we always find ourselves rooting for them guys that leave on a good note from New Orleans. But yeah, uh, yeah. the Giants, I, I, I don't know what I was expecting from them, but they they really came out flat to me. Daniel Jones is
0: done. Like, he—he he probably going to survive this season. He's done in New York like they there's no way that it's they overseas. continue yeah he he out of there like and and if for no other reason then why can't you hold on to the football I want to say his fumble Sunday was the 20th of his career what is this his third year
1: yeah I was I was just telling Herm I said man this dude third year in the lead his the best highlight of his career him breaking a 60-yard run and tripping over his own feet yeah like exactly. that's his, his best highlight to today but yeah, he's definitely struggling in New York, man. Definitely struggling. And Saquon being uh injured doesn't make it any any better for him. Any. Yeah,
0: yeah, any. Um, biggest surprise is Philadelphia, I'm not gonna lie. Even though um, I know you're not big on Atlanta. I'm not that big on Atlanta. Like I didn't expect it to be, you know, a blowout either way in that game, but for Philly to to have done to Atlanta what they did. Uh, I'm not a big Jalen Hurts guy either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm rooting for him, but I'm not I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts guy, but uh that was definitely the biggest
1: shock of the weekend for me. Uh, biggest for me? <sighs> Surprise. I'm probably going to have to go um, probably the Cardinals, said. Yeah. Probably- A game to pop back to my memories. But the only thing that even pops up to me for is like, wild games was the Cardinals. Not because of them winning. If you tell me that they won, all right, cool somewhat see it but they did it in dramatic fashion bro like they they blew them out of the water offensively and defensively that was impressive
0: Chandler Jones performance alone is worthy of you know (laughs) like that's the most dominant performance of of the weekend
1: yeah definitely
0: um so last thing I want to say before we get out of here is actually college football related to all my USC Trojan fans we finally got rid of Clay Helton we we on the way up like, we, like, just by firing him, we're already in a better position. So, <laughs> so hopefully, we get the hiring right this time. Um, I know the past ones have been – Steve Sarkeesian was such a, a a bad coach that we had to do some type of uh, – we had to do some type of – look, we just need somebody with a decent image to come in and take <laughs> over, which is how we – I'll never – Ed Orgeron should have been our head coach, and it pisses me off. He was he, he was a coordinator for us when we got rid of um, – he actually was our interim head coach after we fired uh, Sarkeesian, and he didn't get the job. And it still bothers me to this day, but hopefully we can figure it out. I saw Eric, the enemy name, get uh, oh, thrown in there a couple of days ago, and I dropped down to my knees and started praying <laughs> to baby Jesus. Um, so he's saying the right things right now. He's saying, look, if USC called me today, I'm telling them that I'm focused on Baltimore next week. That's what you're supposed to say. Right. We'll talk to you in January, February, right. and see if that's, right. still, you know, if that's still what he's saying. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to end it up. End off on that, because after the Saints
1: winning, that was the highlight of my week.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice, nice. Well, we appreciate y'all tuning in, listening to another episode. Like always, give us feedback. Um, we pushing for the Saints to come out with another victory uh, in week two to keep this thing rolling. And until uh, next show. Thank you for tuning in, we appreciate it.
0: You boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching take key. Cause the boy hella dope without pushing a blanco. Still tapping bitches like nine and four in the bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them post pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about line up every time I do it, do it the